Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Wayward Dragons review episode. Yes, welcome. Uh, where a couple of nerdy friends that, <laughs> you know, on our off weeks, we kind of talk about what we've been watching, what we've been reading, what we've been playing, and all that fun stuff to kind of break up monotony from our other episode and give you guys a little listen into our regular day everyday lives yeah (laughs) yeah as kelsey and i were talking before starting this yeah i've only managed to read one book but i do have a few other things i'm going to reviewing so be prepared for that i only got two well you know i've already (laughs) changed my target for the year once yes you uh, did from 52 to 75 i'm at 74 so i'm kind of just trying to figure out what i'm going to read next yeah um i was like i just i hit my goal and i just kind of keep going yeah well that's i'm trying to figure out what i want to read next that way i'm not like and it'll probably be the last book that I read this year. So it'll yeah. be for our next recording episode that we do. Yeah. You gotta go out with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta go out with some sort of bang. Yep. So that's what I've got. Do you have, you said you read two books? Yes. So. Do you want to start with us for us? I was like, I can. Um, so I read Relic by Douglin, or Douglas Preston in Lincoln Child. So they do like a, um, they do a whole series. It's a huge series. And it deals with different, um, mythologies. It's not like your classic, like, like with Sigma Force, the one thing I noticed with that series was it was a constant, like, Christian undertone um with the series that preston and child write um it's definitely got like egyptian kind of undertones it's kind of like not your run-of-the-mill supernatural things um but relic takes place in the 80s which is fun to read um about the smithsonian and they're putting together a supernatural exhibit and people start dying in the museum hmm. and you find out that it's it's amazing science and whether the science is actually real would absolutely blow my mind um but they have like a program that when you put the dna like if if you would put in like for example human dna it would give you like the things that are similar so like chimpanzees would show up and stuff and um the creature that they that's in the museum they managed to get its dna and they and it like they put it through this mass spectrometer program thing and it like pops out like okay this is what this is in it this is the DNA it shares, which was Gecko, which was weird. Um, but you, I'm not going to spoil it, like, what the creature actually is um, and how it transforms. 
but like the, if that program's actually real like that's actually pretty cool and like you could they were making it for plants and stuff so you, or if you could like put two things in it would mm-hmm. give you the commonality so it was to fix the the gap in evolution that we have well, it may have been part of the uh genome project that they did because there was a huge thing with the genome project yeah and i think that's when this book kind of came out was like late 90s type thing so it kind of fits the whole genome project but i mean the book's set in the late 80s but like a a mission there's a um a group of people go into africa and they find or maybe it's south america somewhere and they find this tribe they want to find the inbun figurine they think it's a figurine but it's not a figurine um and like everybody that goes on the mission dies and the figurine is part of the supernatural like thing that they do i mean it's good i like reading like different from like sigma force and it's a nice like refresher when you have something that's not like your normal supernatural, I guess. It's Every nice time you there's... say Sigma Force, I think it's like <laughs> some really bad like superhero team. It kind of is. It's like, we're not Alpha, we're not Beta, we're all the way down at we're Sigma. Sig- we're Sigma Force. I mean, it's... <laughs> we're, we're, we're like, like the bottom not... of the bottom. I mean, they kind of are. They're like the rejects from the, the U.S. military that have gotten into like massive amounts of trouble. So, I mean, you're not wrong. And then, so, like, when I get off work on, like, Friday or Saturday, I normally, on my way home, I hit the library, and I just kind of walk around. You know? It's it's just what I do. I don't feel guilty for bringing home five books, because I have not paid for them. You know? And I found this book called Ben Yu, Born of Ash, by Katie... Fievel. It's the first in her series. And honestly, I think that's the best book I've read this year. Best. And the, the cover, what gets me, because it's like a blue phoenix type creature. It's a it's a fantasy series that she's writing. It's the first book in the series. And as someone who overthinks and has spirals. It was very refreshing to have a character like this. So basically, she thinks she's an elemental. And she's not. But being an elemental in her community is kind of like being a leper. You know, she's, she's very much the outcast and she's trying to help her family survive and she kind of gets roped into this whole marriage contract with what, who she thinks is a general to save her community. Um, cause she breaks a treaty while hunting unbeknownst to her. She, she breaks a land peace treaty. And so to save her people, because she broke this treaty, she's kind of roped into this marriage contract to save her people, to save her family. 
and she feels horribly guilty for what she has done but it's it's there's a lot more to everything everything is not what it seems it's just like any like high court fantasy series there's a lot of stuff going on in the background that you eventually put together um she finds out that she is not an elemental that her mother was poisoning her for her own good but she is a godling which is like a step below the gods so you got gods godlings and demi and she finds out that her soon-to-be husband is a prince fifth in line granted but he himself has an agenda like for them them getting married was um planned very much planned but he has an agenda for her and it's reading her constant mental battles of should i trust him should i not should i i'm falling for him but i'm not and then trying to protect her people, feeling guilty of what's happened for her people, trying to save her family, and all the emotions that go on with that. It was very refreshing to read about one a character like myself that overthinks way too much. But the amount of growth that she goes through in just that one book was huge. Like to watch her, like to read her get her backbone and stuff. Honestly, one of the best books I've read this year. And I'm very I'm very excited for the rest of her series on this. Gotcha. Because I totally picked it up because of the blue phoenix thing on the cover. <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover. I don't care. Like, I saw it because the cover is the Binyu. And it, it is like a phoenix. It's it's born out of ash, basically. But it's it's more intense than that. Um, which is obviously why it's blue and not red um, type thing. But like she associates with the creature a lot because of what she goes through. So she like gets tortured, gets brainwashed. It's, it's horrible, but it's, it's good. I think I read it in like two, three days. My fiance laughed at me because like, that's all I wow. did. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like a decent sized book too. I mean, it's, yeah. Pretty good night. That's all I did. I gave myself a headache more than once. I, I like how you do that. Like, you know, all of our listeners know the exact <laughs> distance that you're showing. I forget that. Because I, I show you that and then I, like, mysteriously think that everyone knows what I'm talking about. I mean, it's like a good inch and a half. Like your standard, like, hardback novel, I guess. You know? So, yeah, I'm very interested to read the rest of her series. Because... Like the first words are like neurodivergent, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I could. I don't care what the rest of this is, but <laughs> obviously, I'm gonna like this." So, yeah, those are the two that I I read. I'm currently reading American Mother off of Audible. So what that, is that? Um, or so do we need the, to wait till next episode. No, I mean I can cover it now because it's it's true crime related. So, um, it takes place not long. It's about five or ten years after the Tylenol murders that happened in Chicago. Um, 
there's a lot of podcasts that cover the Tylenol murders. And that's one, honestly, it's one of the reasons why um, your medicine is tamper proofed with like the plastic wrap and the seals and stuff is because of the Tylenol murders that happened in Chicago. Um, but basically this woman is, I want to say she's found guilty of murdering her husband plus somebody else in the community but she tampers with excedrin excedrin capsules to be precise and they catch her because when she's grinding the cyanide she's grinding Mm -hmm. it in the same mortar and pestle that she uses to grind up her um, allergy algae tablets for her fish tank um and the capsules the poison capsules that the fbi finds because at this point tampering with medicine becomes a federal the fbi gets involved no matter what once you start temp, um, tampering with something the fbi gets involved um but wouldn't that fuck with her fish no i don't know i don't know I, mean, I, I don't know i'm not a scientist by any means but I, I mean, they're tropical fish, so I don't know, but yeah, but it's, it's, there's been a couple podcasts that cover this specific case, but to actually like read it like a true crime book is kind of, this lady is weird. She's crazy. Like, I mean, most people who do stuff like that are crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have you ever heard of the well have you ever heard of the acid bath killer no, no I'm okay so so there's this guy in the uk who basically he would take it and lure people back to his workshop and knock them out or shoot them and put their entire body into a giant vat of acid because he thought because so this guy misread laws apparently and because he mistranslated things and he thought that uh, because there was no body, he couldn't be tried for murder. No body, no crime. Yeah. Which is false. And so that's how he interpreted it. So he was literally dissolving people's bodies and stealing their stuff. And like, you know, forging documents and everything else to make it look like, hey, I've, you know, this, this person left me all this property and stuff. <laughs> So he was literally dissolving people in barrels of acid. Yeah, that's not how that works. <laughs> that's not how that works. Like, there's a lot of people that think, especially here in the U.S., that if there's no body, there's no crime. You can't prove that I've murdered them. And that that is not the case. There's been a lot of people that have been convicted on no body. And there's a lot of states that the laws say that if you don't have a body, that's okay. Um, but there are states that do have no body, no crime type laws. So the funny thing is, is this guy was so stupid that, you know, (laughs) after all this, after all this, because he tried to swindle people multiple times. So to be fair, he was raised in an extremely like eccentric, far, far, far right, uh, Christian, uh, denomination. Gotcha. Where, you know, they believe that technology was sinful and all this other stuff. And they were Jesus. kind of wackadoo. 
but uh, you know, not the hark on anyone's religion, but they literally his parents told him when he was a kid that he, as soon as he left school, he had to literally run straight home as fast as he could, not speaking to anyone. His parents built a nine foot wall around their property to keep all the sin out. A nine foot wall's not gonna do that. <laughs> so yeah, no, they so he didn't have the best childhood. But that's not but uh, uh Yeah, that's not. So this week I was like, what what did what did you get into? Past week. So so the one thing I actually read and it was recommended to me and I was just not to the person who recommended it to me had good intentions. Okay. Um for our listeners Something that, you know, Kelsey already knows that I am an avid believer in continuous self-improvement or continuous improvement of any kind. Yes. Um, so this was, you know, so they recommended this to me thinking that, hey, because they heard about it on a podcast and they thought, hey, this might be beneficial for you. Yeah. So you should read it and check it out and see what your thoughts are. And I read it and... This was possibly one of the worst self-help books I have ever read. <laughs> we finally uh, have a negative review. Yay! Yeah. So it's <laughs> uh, the name of the book is What to Say When Talking to Yourself by Shed Helmstetter. So okay. I can tolerate re- certain religious undertones if it's limited. Okay. But he brings up god multiple times and if that's you know what you're shooting for that's fine uh if that's what your interest is then that's fine not really what i was wanting or not really what i had interest in there so kind of a point against one of the things that he kind of says is and it's very much a you know everything that happens to you it happens because you're not putting in enough work which in certain instances i believe yeah. But the book overall c- comes from the ideology of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, which is a very problematic statement and ideology if you actually dig into it. Because, you know, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, one, half the people who say that inherited money or inherited things. And so, yeah. you know, they don't really know what it's like to struggle in any aspect of life. And two, it is generally used by, you know, middle-aged, middle-class white men to degrade other people who don't fall into the same social economic category as they do. Yeah. And, but that was very much the vibe of the book. Um, granted, if any of our listeners want to read it, the podcast that my, uh, the podcast that it originally came from or that you know the person who recommended it to me got it from apparently that both people on the podcast because that's what they do is they review self-improvement books they both loved it oh it's that podcast 
Yeah, buy the book. And so they both loved it. I am not a fan. So, you know, if you want to check it out, you know, I believe that there is knowledge in everything. And so it might be beneficial for some of our listeners. Yeah. You never know. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that's what I read. As far as other stuff, um, so we did our, I don't know, do you use Spotify at all? No. Okay, no. so Spotify does a year-end wrap-up review. Yes, and yours and, cracked my ass up. <laughs> well, because, because it was literally the top five genres are all just different punk <laughs> It's just different punk genre. <laughs> I, I walk. I work with an older English gentleman, and I showed yeah. him that because he's uh, he's a bit of a punk and was like an alt yeah. scene when uh, alt kid when he was younger over in the UK. And uh, when I say English gentleman, I mean like this guy's probably my mom's age or older. Okay. So you know he was he was a punk back when punk then. was starting. And uh, in in the UK, mm-hmm. like in in London. So, but he was cracking up. He's like, oh, it seems like you have a thing going on here. <laughs> I did. I slept, but, like popped up right before I went to work one day and I laughed hysterically. Yeah. But after, so look, after looking at it and kind of like looking at some of the stuff for podcasts, mm-hmm. I saw a thing where it had recommended, you know. More about, like, multiple people who listen to some of the podcasts I listen to listen to these other podcasts. So I figured I would check one out. And it's enjoyable. Uh, It is called Meltopia. It's a dark fantasy podcast. Okay. Um, I'm only... What? How many episodes am, am I? I'm only like 17 episodes in. Okay. So there's still some questions as far as to the world itself, but it is a narrative podcast. The reason why I decided to pick it up is because, sadly, as most podcasts do, two of my other podcasts I listened to ended. Like, no more? Yes. Or... Oh, so it's not like a season break type thing. No, it's like they're they're done recording with it, uh, which is the mythology series I listen to and Tales, both by Parcast. So I'm a bit sad on that. Yeah. But so I started listening to this to kind of pick up and fill in. Uh, Yeah, it's interesting. It's it is definitely dark fantasy. So anyone who is squeamish. I would say do not listen to it. Okay. Um, it is really interesting. Basically, it takes place on like in like a dreamscape, but it's like a nightmare scape more so. Okay. But the main character and several other characters actually go by names that were given to them that are all names of famous serial killers. Nice. <laughs> so, like the the main character is the family man. Okay. And, uh, okay. he has, like, weapons and stuff. Look, I don't know. Okay. okay. So, I don't know all the ones that they have in there. So, the main character's family man. He has two daggers. 
that he made out of his sisters, like out of their bones. I was like, that you can do that. And so, like, they like pop up in some sort of weird ethereal form. And, you know, anytime he pulls them out, he's like, I woke my sisters up from their slumber because he's unsheathing them. Oh, like, he's then, out of bed. Okay. And then he has a, yeah. And then he has a giant axe on his back that is his father. Um, one of the other killers that he was fighting just mentioned something about his mother. And he got really, like, off the wall or like ridiculously offensive or defensive about it rather so i'm not sure where that's gonna go okay Okay. but so that's that's been a fun little thing uh another thing that i did is i watched all of the wednesday series on netflix feeling you were gonna talk about this i oh it was so good I know there's a lot of like a lot of hate for some reason about it, but so I'm, you know, not to shame. I'm a sucker for as long as I like over the top gushy, like should not be shown on TV and like getting it on with each other type stuff. <laughs> I am a sucker for like teen dramas. Yeah. As long as they are written well and there's like an actual storyline. Yeah. Uh, and of course, as everyone knows, I'm a sucker for, you know, anything urban fantasy or occult or anything like that. So, of course, this is right in my alley. That <laughs> it's like it's also Tim that, Burton. <laughs> I was like, the fact that it's Tim Burton. Um, Just I honestly it. do not have a single complaint about the series. Okay. Costuming was amazing. The set design was amazing. Writing was on par. They had really nice representation. The casting was perfect. Everything was just, it was spectacular. I was like, a lot of mixed reviews. A lot of mixed yeah. reviews online about that series. Yeah, everything in it was freaking spectacular. I, I don't know why people would have issues with it the only thing i can see that i have seen is a lot of people fighting fights that aren't their fights and by that i mean people who are getting upset about stuff that they have no right to get upset about because it is not like yes if there is injustice for other people you should get upset with it and you should also follow those that part those people's need, uh, those people's lead. Yeah. However, all the individuals who are complaining about it are not the individuals that are affected by anything that's in it. Yeah. I have not seen a single Latino, Latina, or anything like that have issues with it. And I have seen a lot of people complain about, you know, certain things with that representation. Yes. But it's all, you know, it's all white folks. Let's <laughs> let's just say it. It's yeah. all white folks that are the ones that are complaining about it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. guys, mm-hmm. that's not how we fix things. You can't go from one extreme to the other. 
No, no, that's not no. how you fix things. And unless you are the one that's being victimized, or the people who are being victimized don't have a voice, or unable to speak up. Yeah, then sure, go for it. Then you shouldn't be sitting there complaining about it. If the people who are, you know, you claim are being victimized are speaking up about it, then yes. You can say, hey, according to these individuals, this is offensive and this shouldn't be in here. Yeah. But that's not the case. And then people have also complained that, this is what gets me, Gomez isn't good looking enough. Who cares? Like... It's Gomez. Do you want him to be a freaking <laughs> supermodel? Like he's like, that's not, it's his attraction isn't based around his appearance. It's yeah. based around who he is as a person. Yeah. Yeah, like it. Yeah. Um, other than that, I have been playing a little bit of a video game. This will be the last thing I give a review for. <laughs> uh so I kind of started playing a video game and like a little bit of free time that I've had because the game that I really wanted to play came out yesterday and apparently it does not did not come out for any console that I own. I could technically play it on the computer, but I hate playing games on the computer unless I have an actual remote and like a video game remote because I hate having to like press all the freaking keys to do like a million other things. Okay. Um, because I'm, you know, one of those people. <laughs> well, because it's there are a lot of keys on a keyboard. I can't there really memorize. I, I, I don't have where everything is. I mean, I could memorize where everything's at. I don't want to. I'm going to be lazy. <laughs> I don't play video games to, you know, do that to my mind. I do it to, you know, disengage. Yeah. So hopefully... At some point, I'll get a chance to play Marvel's Midnight Suns. But that is not what I'm reviewing on. That's <laughs> what I was hoping to review on, but that's not happening. Um, I have been playing Path of the Exile, which is a really fun dungeon crawler game. Uh, for people who don't know dungeon crawlers, stuff like Diablo. Yeah. Uh, you that's know, the old play. Baldur's Gate, Dark Alliance type thing. Or you have a character, you have certain like skill trees and attributes that you can level up as you level up. You get like skill points to assign, and it's you go along and you got a bunch of bad guys you beat and kill. And there's you know it's all about pretty much it's like the ultimate grind game where you're just killing stuff and leveling yourself up. Okay. Uh, and you know there's of course a storyline. There's I believe six classes that you can choose from to start off with. Or six Is it like core multiplayer? Characters. You can do it multiplayer online. But like if you're in the same house is what I'm saying. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But yeah, so now if, you, if you're wanting something for that for you guys uh, and you're looking for something new, I would suggest... Uh, Divinity 2 Origin of Sin. I was like, we have to get through Diablo 3 first. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, we this, this, game, was, this game was free, which was part of the reason why I downloaded it. Uh, I was like, like, it's, say it's, no more. 
free on PS4, so I'm like, okay, worst case, I'll just have a new game that I'll never play. Yeah. But no, uh, of course, the class that I chose is the witch. Nice. But the skill tree in this is freaking intimidating. Like, remind me to send you a picture of the skill tree. Like, you can't even see the entire skill tree. It's... It's that big. Oh, no, it's it's freaking huge. And your level cap is at 100, so pretty much you have to, like, say, okay, like, there's probably a good 500 different skills that you can do and click on to put the points into, and you only get one point a level. So you have to... Yes, so you have to... That's a serious, like... You you have to basically say, this is how I want to build my character and shoot for that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I haven't gotten very far on it yet. I'm only in like the the second little area that you get into, or third, third little area you get into. But yeah, this part's a lot of fun. I uh, nice. I made I made sure I got the thing where I could summon zombies, so I got a posse. <laughs> That's because I think in Diablo I picked like the witch or something. The witch doctor. So I can that's whoop, with the frogs, yeah. And you could do like the frogs form. That's what I always yeah. did with Diablo three. Yeah. yeah, the witch doctor was my favorite. <laughs> that's what I did totally. Summon fucking skeletons and shit. Listen, if I play a game and I can summon something, I'm going to summon something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like it's it's a given. Like for real. Well, so in Divinity, you can actually do. Uh, you can build a summoner, and uh, okay. depending on how you do it, if you only have, if you guys play it, you only have two people on your team. Mm-hmm. If you take the attribute of Lone Wolf, mm-hmm. all your summons and like all your skills and stuff are a lot stronger, and they're basically doubled. Okay. So you just don't let anyone else on your team and take the attribute Lone Wolf whenever you play it. But the summoner, mm-hmm. you can. Uh, they call it an infernal, but basically it's like a demon, and you can summon it on different surfaces. <laughs> okay. And whatever surface you summon it on, it gets bonuses and attributes based off that summon. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing, they have totems that you can summon as well. And so the totems will take it in fire, and it's like a turn-based hmm. type game. So it's turn-based dungeon crawler. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I think that sums up our reviews. Yes. Yes, it does for this episode. So, tune in next episode for our year-end thing. Um, Yeah, maybe we can do like some year-end, like best book, best show type thing that we've read, listened to, watched type thing. Yeah, and uh, we'll give you guys a toast for the New Year's. (laughs) At least I will. Yeah. Yeah. That's because I don't drink. So. <laughs> you can pack a bowl for the New Year's. <laughs> <it's fine. laughs> I will say, like, minor side note, that's been the weirdest thing about wedding planning is picking a drink package. I don't drink. So it's whatever he wants to drink and then everybody else wants to drink. And they just assume I'm drinking too. And it's like, no. <laughs> no. No. I'm, I'm the one driving us home. <laughs> like... yeah. yeah 
Yeah, probably driving all of us home, honestly. Yeah. So. so, yeah. If you guys want to listen to our regular, our meat and potatoes episode, Kelsey, mm-hmm. what's our meat and potatoes episode on next week? Um, so, we are going to be doing famous spiritualist people and famous debunkers. So, we're going to talk about Sir Arthur, Arthur Conan Doyle, Thomas Edison, Harry Houdini. Um, we're going to kind of talk about them. So, Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys want to join us for that, feel free. Uh, otherwise, you know, leave us a like and a rating. Yeah. And tell a friend. <laughs> yeah. If you guys want to send us in between now and next week what your, you know, favorite book or video game or TV show or whatever you've read this year and want us to share it yeah. online, feel free. We are... Uh, the wayward dragons at gmail.com. Yep. Or yep. we are on a lot of socials. Yeah. I don't know what all socials we're on. <laughs> Kelsey, that's a you thing. <laughs> yeah, so we're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and we do have a YouTube channel um, where I unbox stuff. So the hands that you see are mine. Um, I was like, I should be doing a mindful souls box actually here pretty soon. Um, so, yeah, you can even comment on the Facebook post that I will post about this episode um, of your favorite book for the year, favorite TV show, video game, podcast. Um, if you stumbled upon a new podcast and feel like the world should know, you can do that, too. So, yeah. So, until next time. I'm Johnny, question <laughs> mark? I do that just to crack you up. (laughs) You're like, what is he going to say? What is he going to say? It's like, bye. (laughs) Bye.